0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything live call show presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Lou, and I am not joined by Josh uh, for once. Josh is in Australia, um, hopefully like warm, but not like too warm. Uh, and I'm joined instead by Katie.
2: Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I hope Josh is safe.
1: I, th- I think he is. I did message him like fourteen hours ago. Have you heard? Uh he like sleeping back? maybe. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh he just, he's, he told me something about have a great show and <laughs> <That's> happy that <laughs> Katie <laughs> came out to replace.
2: That's nice he's thinking of you. Yeah and his life might be in danger.
1: <laughs> I I think Josh is gonna be okay, but you know what? I I feel bad now. I should message Josh. Josh, if you're if you're if you're okay, please call Give us a signal. G- give us a call. You know the number, four one six two six two Six three eight two nine seven and four one six two six three eight two nine eight. We are taking your calls on the Toronto Raptors who just uh, played uh, a very ugly game in Miami. Your thoughts ugly on game yesterday's game
2: in a beautiful place? Okay. Uh, we talked a bit about this before we got started, but considering how like in rough shape the Raptors are in right now, it wasn't the ugliest game that I was like anticipating. You know. Yeah, could have been a lot uglier.
1: It, it could have been a lot uglier. Um, the fact that they were even in a game where they missed—I mean, it was literally the worst three-point shooting performance ever by the Raptors mm-hmm. as a franchise in mm-hmm. 25 years. <laughs> um, considering they were still in that game, it's—it's it's not bad. And if you, honestly, like, if you look at the losses they've had with this like super shorthanded roster, mm-hmm. you lose by in overtime to uh, the Pacers. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. Not 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 the worst thing, and I was a back to back as well. uh they got blown up by the Celtics, but then they made up for it
2: mm-hmm. more than made up for it,
1: yeah, and then they had this random game like, where they missed every single shot ever.
2: they did, but I will say too the like such a low score for both teams mm-hmm. could have been a lot that could have been a lot worse, so they like def- you know the shooting's not there, the defense is like the defense is good mm. we still got a smothering defense.
1: Uh, okay, so uh, we can get to our first caller. We have Sean in Florida who wants to talk about Pat McCaw. Wow. Okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> Happy New Year, Sean. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: You too, you too man. How's, how's, how's it going? How'd you guys uh, spend your New Year's? Hope you guys had a good
2: time. I spent mine way up north on like a frozen lake. It was chill.
1: That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I w- I was c- I had to cover I was covering Raptors Cavaliers and then I went to uh, just a regular house party, you know, real cool. Nice. All right, what's up, man? What's going on in Florida? <laughs> yeah, that's Florida. Were you Florida. at the game?
3: Uh, no, no, I wasn't. I mean, I, th- I thought about going to the game. I went to the Orlando game, though. It was closer. I'm, I'm okay. like, between Orlando and Miami, so it's closer for me to go to Orlando. It's like two-hour-and-a-half drive to Miami, but um, I'm actually from Toronto, but I just, I'm just i living here for my PhD, so, you know, right. I'm following cool. the Raptors while I'm in school. And, uh, you know, um, overall, uh, I'll say that last night's performance was pretty good like they worked their butts off like mm-hmm. that intensity was there mm-hmm. and like you're not ever going to shoot like that again so like people saying like oh we lost another over 500 teams like, they need to chillax because if we had our <laughs> full roster and we were just hitting some shots we yeah. beat them like i'm not i'm not scared of miami at all i'm scared of the bucks
4: i'm mm. always
3: scared of the but i'm not scared of anybody else in the eastern conference we can beat boston we can beat philly especially they're just like reeling but I mean, honestly, people look at our record and say, like, this team can't beat over 500 teams. You just discussed it previously, you know, that little stretch where we had Ibaka and Lowry come back. The team was sort of, like, out of sorts, you know, chemistry-wise, and we faced a bunch of good teams, and we couldn't win. It's understandable, but like I said, when we have a full roster, which I don't know when that'll be. Mm-hmm. I feel like this team can compete. Um, so my question is about Pat McCaw. Um, I don't know if you remember, Will. I was responding to one of your tweets a while back during the uh, Christmas game where I was somewhat skeptical about you know nurse using him in certain offensive steps yeah. and i just i watch this guy play and i mean like i don't understand um nick nurse's use of this guy as much as i see other players get like you know short you know short leashes but mm-hmm. like this guy just seems to have free reign right when he comes back and i don't <laughs> seem to understand it i don't know if maybe it's because nurse just really likes him or uh-huh. maybe you can explain why a guy for like what i see doesn't really have that many offensive skills. He seems somewhat awkward. Like last time, he was airballing layups. Just looked completely weird the way he was, <laughs> he was out there. He hit three here and there, but like he just looks awkward on, on the offensive zone. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you know, maybe we'll know something that I don't know about why you know Nick Nurse uses this guy as much as other players who get shorter leashes. Let me explain that to me.
1: It's it's curious. <laughs> it's curious. I, I do see where the like where a coach would like him because he. Relative to the other players, makes less mistakes. You kind of live with that. He can handle the ball a little bit. But, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, if I were Nick Nurse, I wouldn't play him that much. Um, He did have that great stretch when he played in uh, Boston. That was a really eye-opening game. And it felt like that game kind of spoke to me in the sense that, like, oh, so if he's aggressive on offense, he can actually make a couple of things happen. Because you remember in that game, he had, like, a pull-up jumper. He had one where he baked it off the glass. And I was like, okay, that's, like, real skill. Why is he not doing that most times? But, I mean, half the time he kind of is just kind of mm-hmm. inert, like yesterday when he missed that layup. So I think <laughs> yeah. Nick probably mostly sees what McCaw is in practice maybe. And
2: it, Yeah, there's know. like the thing that bugs me the most about watching McCaw uh, recently, it, like now that he's getting so much usage, is there's a real reluctance to him, like mm-hmm. to anything he's doing. He's yeah. always a little bit like, uh, I don't know. Do I want to be playing basketball? <laughs> like should I catch this ball? Do I want to shoot? No, I don't. I'm yeah. going like pass it Like out of my hands As soon as I can So I don't really like that um, I'm not gonna call him A grifter mm. I'm not there yet Wow You know Three times He's a three time champ Yeah But there's like uh, right. yeah. There's like true, true. Yeah There's a definitive thing Missing from a three time champ
1: Yeah But I will say that Nurse must see something in him And it might be just something Where behind closed doors We don't see it Maybe he's just like torches everybody in practice And then comes down And shoots one of eight
2: He does have his like Weird and yeah. wily moments Yeah
1: Yeah
3: that's what someone on your Twitter was mentioning. They were like, Nick Nurse loves seeing him in practice. He makes a lot of shots in practice. And I'm like, well, that doesn't necessarily equate to, you know, playing time. you got to mm. perform, not just in practice. And so, um, it's you know, I'm still somewhat skeptical. But if this guy picks it up and starts, you know, hitting, you know, 10 to 12 points a game, that would make a huge difference. It's just yeah, it reluctance to shoot, you know, it's just... He looks so, so, like, so kind of hesitant, you know, going up and everything. And, and you, you, you'd expect more from a guy who's won three championships and has been there, although he probably didn't play much. But mm-hmm. exactly. you get where I'm coming
4: from,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, I hear, <laughs> I hear you. No, it's strange, man. It is strange. Nick does definitely seem to really like Macaw more than almost of, anybody a in lot the world. Of
2: people. <laughs> but, I mean, we do have to look at what we're working with, right? Like, yeah. Which is not much right, right, right now. So I think these troubles may smooth themselves out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Anyways, I think I think we'll be fine. I think you know we're we're doing okay, and I don't know when when our players are coming back. That kind of scares me a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys can let me know if you have any idea of what kind of time frame we're looking at for some of these guys. Like I know because I heard I heard someone tell you about Pascal. It could be quite a while, like ways away. I don't know what ways away means, but you know I don't know. Should we be worried? Like it'd be another month, another two months, or is that just unknown at this point?
1: Well, I mean, n- nobody really knows much. Uh, the one of the things with the Raptors that I find annoying as an organization is they don't really keep people informed as to what's going on with injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, last year with Kawhi was so weird, so you know he had his own thing. But
2: yeah, I um, mean, I nobody was, really knows. The one thing that did kind of worry me, and I this might be getting like too like tin foil hat, but was when they released names for all star voting, uh, right. and they right away opted for three players. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that kind of tells me. That Fred's there in case the really oh not on his way back <laughs> wow which I, I don't even like I feel like that's a cursed thing to say mm. <laughs> sorry
3: I still think he'll be a backup reserve but. But anyways, I think I've, I've, you know, it was just, you know, hopefully hopefully they get back. But I definitely see Pascal making it as an all-star reserve. I think Kyle's also very deserving. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the yeah, team's doing sure. okay. The intensity was there last night. I think we'll be fine. And I uh, appreciate the call, guys, as usual. Keep up the good work. All right, thank,
1: thank you. Thank you. Enjoy enjoy Florida and enjoy get your PhD. Enjoy the sunshine. Yeah.
3: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. We have another call. We're starting the, the show hot with Pat McCaw and now... <laughs> Stanley Johnson. Uh, we have Avery on the line from Calgary. Wants to talk about Stanley. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good man. Why is Stanley Johnson on your mind? He's well, on our I was mind.
4: Watching the,
5: the limited <laughs> minutes he played last night. Uh-huh. And he just got out there and he was very
1: jerky with his movements.
4: Okay. And I
5: think in a time like this, we could really use uh, a couple more bodies to throw out there. And okay. I'm just curious to see why he hasn't seen minutes and how come he just doesn't seem to fit. And I can understand the injuries, kind of. Weighed him down, but I don't know. Like everyone else, seems to be stepping up, and I'm just curious how we can make him work.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, first off, this is a very rare caller that has had nice things <laughs> to say about Stanley. So, hey I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Well, we're both two Stanley truthers. I don't know All if right, people I, I don't know, know if that I about us. B- well, like whatever. That. We are both on record. Yeah. Before the season started, that's true. We were both uh, open about our intrigue when it came to Stanley. We yes. wanted to see we wanted to see what he had. I thought coming into this coming into the Raptors like system, he's gonna get more minutes. He's kinda he seems like that quintessential guy that the Raptors like know how to fix or like yeah. you know, shine yeah. up and make the magic happen a little bit. Sure. It hasn't.
1: It just hasn't <laughs> you know what? I think well, two things. I think one, Nick talked about it before the year. He was just like I don't like the way they're competing on defense. Even though Stanley Johnson had a reputation, Nick didn't like that at the time. He hasn't talked about Stanley much since, so Mm -hmm. I don't know if his opinion of him has changed since. But that's definitely what he was saying before the year. And then if you look at the offensive skill set, Nick is just really reluctant to put guys out there who can't shoot Mm three-pointers. And Stanley's a guy who can't really shoot on a consistent Mm -hmm. enough basis for Nick to feel comfortable with him. And I think also when you see him play, he seems almost – really pressed in those minutes like he like as you mentioned he was a little bit uh jerky yeah. but like he yeah. he does have this tendency to make a bit of mistakes as well mm-hmm. um but it, it must be something in practice where they're just seeing it and they're just like he's not really fitting into what is going on because it's it's weird it's it's very awkward because people ask like hey every every scrum do will ask uh, coach nick they'll be like hey are people coming back from injuries, and he will mention everyone else's injury but not talk about Stanley mm-hmm. every time. It was like Stanley doesn't exist or is on the team and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. I just, I guess I don't know. I, I don't think he's a Nick Nurse kind of player, maybe.
2: Maybe. And I think, like, unfortunately, to his detriment, the way that a lot of those kinks or like that jerkiness is going to get smoothed out is by having more minutes. But if the confidence yeah. from, you know, from Nurse and the rest of the team isn't there, then he's not going to get any time. Yeah. So we're in a bit of a catch 22 with Stanley.
1: Yeah, and and the shooting is just a, a real issue. Because like a guy like Rondé hustles and makes all these plays happen mm-hmm. such that, okay, you can maybe ignore the shooting just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Stanley doesn't do that. No. And so then it's like, all right, what incentive do I have to put him into the game, mm-hmm. you know?
2: And I do – I guess I am a bit worried, too, that by now, like, with the guys that have kind of worked themselves in, like Rondé um, – they they know like they they know how things work now even when we have these like very strange lineups yeah out of necessity yeah. whereas like if you were Stanley now he'd be even more lost
1: that's, true. that's and true and we have the
5: offensive struggles and not the defensive struggles and that's yeah. kind of where he would really have mm-hmm. anything that's a good
6: point
2: that is a good point
6: but his oh his uh. His injured, his injured bench outfits though Were pretty fresh I did like. Those. I have to
2: say I was actually going to say that yeah. I've seen him in the tunnel A couple times Like he always looks good yeah. Extremely fresh Maybe a little too chipper Given he, like He does seem the extremely happy to, Yeah <laughs> I so, hope the gravity medicine, is like Maybe hitting him <laughs> <laughs> Like he never hangs around He's gone pretty quick yeah. After games
1: Yeah well you know Yeah well, Were you going to interview him? I'm like, ask him Okay, right, fair some enough.
2: questions, some of these questions.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> hey, Stanley, why aren't you playing?
2: Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: that'd be awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Avery. Enjoy. No kayaking. problem. Yeah, thanks. It's nice out here.
6: Is it
2: cold there? Uh, it's actually all right. It's, it's pretty mild.
1: Yeah. yeah it's pretty like, nice. It was like oh. nine degrees the other day. It was real weird. Oh, shit.
2: But you got those yeah. beautiful mountains.
5: Yeah, exactly. I think I'm going snowshoeing tomorrow,
2: so. Hell yeah.
1: All right. Enjoy that. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This is so nice.
2: That was really nice.
1: He, he was, the calls so far have not been angry, which I always enjoy the not angry ones. I learned, yeah. I, I do kind of want a couple of Stephen A. Smith types to call in, but <laughs> I, that could also go wrong. I mean, bad. I
2: feel ready for that, but I like the nicer ones. And I felt really bad with that one that we couldn't offer really any glimmer of hope. Oh, about our man, Stanley Johnson.
1: L- listen, we are the number one Stanley Johnson program in uh, <coughs> the Toronto. The only one. The only might one. Might be the
2: only ones talking about him
1: but also number one. That's the best thing about being number, <laughs> the only one is you are guaranteed to be number one. Uh, and we will have more Stanley suggestions later in the show. But at the, the moment, we have John calling in from Brampton asking about Andre Drummond.
2: Yes. I love this. i ready.
1: What's good?
3: Hey, guys. First time caller. Uh, just wanted to pick your brains, but uh, since the reports are leaking now with uh, shopping Drummond, one uh-huh. year expiring term, if he opts in, he's never been on the winner, you could definitely win with us and
2: uh, maybe take a cheaper deal. What do you think? Uh, I don't know that he's going to take a cheaper deal because I think this is actually Drummond's like first big ticket, you know what I mean? like he's kind of he, he got he's got a big contract from Detroit, but did, I don't but think he he's could, trying to take it. this. He could count. now hop and get a bigger one, and he could get out of Detroit True. for somewhere more lucrative that could use him. Um, I like Andre Drummond. I like that he is like exploded. On the Pistons, he's like very necessary for them because like,
1: he does do a couple of good things. You know,
2: some other you, you're you don't like. Him. I could tell.
1: I there's things to like and there's a lot of things not to like about him. <laughs>
2: he's just shining where, say, Blake Griffin is uh-huh. not. Um, and he's like a good. I don't know. He's like a good uh, defensive big man.
1: Yeah. See, that's where I can't agree with you. Oh. He does Go not on. play defense. <laughs> that's what bothers me about big man. Uh <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I think John's call dropped. But uh, yeah, I mean, damn, yeah, that's one thing that bothers me about big men. When you don't play defense, it just corrupts your team, mm-hmm. and it just it hurts too much. And if I, at the at least a couple of games that I've seen him play, even just outside of him against Toronto, which just in general, Drummond is not playing a lot of defense, and. He's always someone that you look at, you're like, yeah, he has the capability of playing defense. He has like Sergio Bacchus athleticism and in Marcus wide body, which is, <laughs> should be amazing defensively, but he doesn't really do it. Maybe
2: he just needs to get crammed into a good defensive system.
1: Maybe, maybe. And hey, that's one thing. He hasn't really had a serious program.
2: Use his but, body for good.
1: Yeah. Um, but. You know, he does have really good hands, though. He's a very good hand for a big man. Yeah. Pick up the ball. He's obviously a really good rebounder. He can't shoot.
2: kind guy.
1: Seems really nice. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: He just did this thing where he, before the holidays, was at a grocery store in Detroit. Mm -hmm. He was a cashier for the day. And a lot of people didn't know who he was. And he was like, it's my first day. I'm real nervous. (laughs) And then he paid for everyone's groceries.
1: Really (laughs) nice. That's super nice. Mm -hmm. Imagine the cashier pulled the... Just buy your groceries? They're like, no, no.
2: If it was Andre Drummond? This, pa-
1: this pack of feroche- Roche is I'd amazing. just
2: run out of
4: the store. <laughs> Forget my groceries.
1: Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Raptors should... I don't really f- see him as the type of player that would fit. Uh, he definitely is a good player. Mm-hmm. He's impactful. But I don't know if he fits what the Raptors want. Oh, yeah. But the they're...
2: actual question. I don't think we should... We don't, we don't need him.
1: No. Um, but it is a concern, though, because the Raptors do have... Some questions mark at the center. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark, I don't know if, honestly, I don't know if either Mark or Surge are here long-term. Yeah. It's just not, you know, their contracts are expiring.
2: Yeah, it's kind of one or the other, I think.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's not really a long-term solution. And if you look at the, like, developmental pipeline, there's not that many bigs. There's Mm -hmm. the one... Mm. But you yeah, know. who
2: doesn't really strike me as a big in the same way? No,
1: he's more like a four. He's yeah. kind of really sinewy. Yeah,
2: but that it like the mod- the big model mm-hmm. is changing as it always does That's in the true. NBA. So you That's know true. he could be the new prototype.
1: Maybe, maybe all future bigs <laughs> will be like DeJuan Hernandez. Um, we are also accepting more calls, so call in at the two numbers listed below: four one six two six three eight two nine seven, four one six two six three eight two nine eight. In the meantime, let's answer some of these uh, YouTube comments.
2: Oh, that's what these are.
1: Yes. Ooh. Yeah, we're just looking at an iPad with, like, notes on it. <laughs> and I forgot to explain this part to Kate.
2: <laughs> that's okay.
1: Uh, how about we go for Blacktree Hill? Uh, surge for Wiggins. No. No? No. If you're not buying into Wiggins' no. le- breakout no. year?
2: I'll believe this when there's, like, some level of consistency.
1: If If, if anything Andrew Wiggins does leads to wins?
2: Yeah. It's, like... I, yeah, it's like when Derrick Rose gets a layup and everybody's like, "Oh my oh, god, back. Uh, game of the century!"
1: <laughs> yeah, the people actually do go kind of crazy for that. It's um. nuts. Uh, okay. I want
2: the I want the best for Wiggins. Like, I he deserves it. It's mm-hmm. just like taking a real, real long time. But uh, I don't think we, the Raptors don't need him. Not well, now.
1: Well, what about this? He's averaging twenty four point eight points not per g- game.
2: Going to convince me?
1: And he's shooting uh forty four percent from the field, thirty two yeah, from three.
2: Who else is shooting on that team?
1: Nobody. So he's averaging a career high three point three assists. That would probably lead the Cavaliers.
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he'd be a good fit for the Cavs. Oh,
1: he would be great on the Cavs, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe Wiggins for love, just, just redo that whole thing.
2: Wiggins for love. It's got a good ring to it too.
1: Uh, what is this question? What is Brady Hassler potential in business? I, I, what does that mean?
2: Like whose business?
1: Like the business of basketball? He's he's good for EuroLeague.
2: Sure. Yeah. In business, but business capitalized.
1: I, that's real confusing.
2: Mm, sure. In the world of business as an entrepreneur?
1: He does look like he could work yeah. in business. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like he could sell. He Copacola. could hold
2: the shit out of a briefcase. Ah, definitely. Yeah,
1: Brady Hesler with that hair, <laughs> going to Burlington every day. All I right. like
2: it. Yeah, you could see him commuting.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I've seen him at the McMaster the Group School of business. Good question. Uh, shout out to McMaster, my alma mater. <laughs> uh, Hal Jordan? Uh, we already got Matt Thomas. We don't need Brady at the moment.
2: That's that's in direct response to that. That's.
1: that's but fair. what about the business? I kind of do like Matt Thomas more than. Uh, you know, but I Brady can't really looked.
2: see Brady. Ho- I mean, Matt Thomas holding a briefcase in the same way.
1: Really? Mm-mm. Wow.
2: He's going to be like more mecked out.
1: Yeah. Matt Thomas is going to yeah. be
2: like a mecked out type Only of guy. Only ever see
1: him in Patagonia <laughs> jackets. Uh, DP23, what's the outlook for OG's upcoming extension? That's a good question.
2: I feel like we should have a eight ball. You know, okay. Outlook. Yeah.
1: Here, I'll do a virtual eight ball. <laughs> virtual eight ball. All right, but what what do you think? Would you extend OG this summer? Yeah, I would. Okay. I would. All right. Uh, it's real
2: slow loading.
1: Why? Why would you extend him this summer? This, the <laughs> internet is usually faster here.
2: Because, uh, I mean, unless unless you can, like, package him up mm. and, like, I don't know, get some, the, the like, the free agency this summer is not that exciting.
1: No, it's not exciting at all.
2: And I think when you've already kind of, like, you know, made it extremely clear. It's Pascal. Like you know, it's Fred. Like these are the guys that we're gonna build this, this team around. Mm-hmm. And OG's just coming back. Right. He's looked good. He's looked like a little bit shaky sometimes, but like I think more than bad. He's he's been looking pretty good. Um, he's the sort of support like you want around those guys. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always like, let's keep this, let's keep this sweet band together.
1: Yeah, I hear you. This and the OG Raptors are generally, yeah. they're generally a team that keeps everyone together. Yeah. I would say the only thing working against them in the extension kind of thing is just you kind of want to keep your cap space open for 2021,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and if you extend OG uh, and and put him and lock him at a number, then the number counts against your 2021 cap. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you allow him to be a restricted free agent at that time, then he's on the books for. The cap hold which is probably going to be less than what he signs for i don't know man this, this stuff is all weird
2: ex- yeah i mean yeah it is weird yeah. uh, it's so theoretical
1: it's all it's a flexibility thing yeah it
2: is and i think if you do want to stay flexed then like extend him, but mm. like don't give him like the, the like a lucrative like siakam type deal yeah well, uh, and then look at maybe him as being a player that like to contrary to your point like mm-hmm. keep him for another year develop him yeah because I think he will continue to develop. And then you've probably got a more attractive prospect to shop around if you so chose.
1: That is true. Um, but I, I do agree with this comment here from Laith, who says, OG needs to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think so. But I, you know what the one thing that's holding back OG these days is that handle. I really dislike when he dribbles the basketball.
2: It's a little loose, huh?
1: It's it's more <laughs> than a little loose. He He does some weird things with it. It doesn't look like he's super coordinated. Yeah. Line drive, he's good. Mm -hmm. Fast break, he's good. He's
2: good. He's good.
1: Catch and shoot threes for half the year was good. This past month was really, really bad for him, the month of December.
2: This aggressive thing is something that keeps coming up. Like, we've talked about it, like, a little bit with Stanley. We talked about it. um, Definitely talked about it with Pat McCaw. Yeah, sure. And it's also, like, an interesting question because I agree they need to be more aggressive. But, like, it's also sort of, like, how do you do that? Like yeah. how do you? It's not up to any coaching. I don't think it's really up to a rotation. It's like getting these guys in like really tight spots and kind of trusting them to excel and like become aggressive. Yeah. And I don't know. Like OG to me, it's like he's got no reason not to be confident.
1: That is true. Uh, also, we have the eight ball here. Spike's eight ball knows all. This website looks like it was made in two thousand and two. <laughs> I don't know if I can show it to the screen, but it just <laughs> it is an old old website here. That's
2: like a GeoCities. Yeah. This, yeah. Is,
1: this is, it's. <laughs> There you go. Ask. Uh, that looks like
2: a webcam. That doesn't even look like an eight ball.
1: Uh try again. Okay. Alright. Ask again. What is it? it? It really has a good animation. Without a doubt. There you go. Okay. It's done. it's done. Without a doubt. Spikes 8 ball knows all. It does not lie about OG's contract. Um okay. Uh let's take a caller. A caller. Cashtine in Toronto wants to talk about starting lineup in twenty twenty one. Okay. What's good? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello.
3: You sound great. Hey. H- Happy New Year. Awesome. So my question oh. is, which current Raptors do you think will survive the Giannis austerity measures? and will oh, be on the God. roster at the start of the 2021-2022 <laughs> season.
1: Why, why are you making them sound like Margaret Thatcher Yikes. or something? Yikes.
3: Yeah, it is. Well, we're going to we're gonna have to save some, some cash. We can't extend OG. Fred might have to not get the full bag. So mm-hmm. who's, who's going to
1: survive the austerity? A good question.
3: The austerity makers. I don't know if
1: Norm survives.
2: Yeah, yeah. Norm yes. unfortunately pops right, right to the fore.
1: Very tradable contract, uh-huh. especially with the way he's playing right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, I do think Fred could probably get his money.
2: Yeah, I, th- I do have to say I think Fred's gonna get. Fred's getting the bag.
1: Yeah, like he's getting a, some money, like a twenty million dollar bag. Yeah. Of late, his play has come down a little bit more. And I think it, the hype of like, oh, maybe people offering the max is come back to like, all right, mm-hmm. maybe it's Fred VanVleet. Maybe we'll give him twenty,
2: a reasonable amount.
1: Yeah. yeah, if he gets twenty, I think he's good. Um, Pascal being hurt this long actually helps in, a, in an inadvertent way to the to the Giannis sweepstakes because his contract is tiered such that he can receive additional bonuses if he hits second or first team All NBA mm-hmm. and win MVP or something like that, or, or and or win MVP. And uh, with him being injured, I think that might take a bit of a hit. Um but yeah, I, I really just think it's OG needs to win on this extension and uh, they might they may or may not need to trade norm. But I actually don't think you need to destroy the whole core. The the mm-hmm. one area that you know I think it just kinda makes sense to otherwise, but the veterans, like if you look at Kyle, Mark, and Serge, those guys probably won't be around for when Giannis comes.
2: Yeah, that's tough to, for me to yeah.
3: think about.
1: The Giannis <laughs> austerity measures bleak It's a hell of a, a hell of a line
3: it's, it really is I, I have a i have a depressing demar follow-up oh question no. you know. oh my god
1: great every question about demar is depressing but keep on.
3: so I, I was watching uh, who are they playing last night they're playing the Heat. I, uh,
1: okc oh
3: <laughs> yeah that's right yeah so i was watching Chris team. <laughs> and so just the over under on future demar Rosen seasons in the nba what would you set that at
1: oh um, man yeah I'd say, uh, 3.5. He's like like 30 right now?
4: Yeah.
2: Is he?
1: I'm going to look it up right now. Let's look. Damar right now is 30 years old. Mm. Not to psychoanalyze the players, but Mm -hmm.
3: I was... No, let's. It just seemed like Rudy Gay was giving him some very knowing looks of, like, this can all be gone very fast.
1: Wow. Rudy would know.
2: You caught that? Like, just watching the game? Well, you know,
3: lead pass high-quality.
2: Pointed, and knowing looks <laughs> across the court.
1: Um, I, just, I, I just read into it. Anyways, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. No,
2: no, no. I love reading into it. <laughs>
1: I, I think, honestly, Rudy would be a pretty good, like... Barometer? N- no, just an example of how to extend your career. Because Rudy Gay mm. went from what DeMar is kind of now. Is like he's on a bad contract, plays a losing style basketball. He went to the Raptors
2: dumping ground.
1: He went the to graveyard. the graveyard. The Raptors. Oh, man, yeah, I hated Kings. Rudy Gay and the Raptors. No, but then he oh. went to the Kings. So you want DeMar to go to the Kings? No, no,
2: I don't, but i was okay. using it as, like, his life's that was, like, his boomerang shot yeah. came back around.
1: Yeah, and now he's, like, a
2: he's decent great. player.
1: People like Rudy Gay probably yeah. more than DeMar DeRozan now, but it's because Rudy b- bought in on defense, mm-hmm. and he started shooting threes, and he took a lesser role.
2: I want I I want DeMar to stick around in same. San Antonio.
1: He's fully skilled enough to stay around in the NBA. Yeah. But it's always the same thing when we talk about DeMar. This is why every DeMar call is depressing. Because Maybe. it's like, if he just w- willing to play defense or willing mm-hmm. to shoot a three ball, he could probably extend his career. But he doesn't. And he, you know, then this, these kind of questions come up. But I, honestly, if he follows the Rudy Gay path, he can extend his career.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's why Rudy was giving him those looks.
1: Yeah. He's like, hey, man. You see, like, that, you see the line out there? I know how. Go up behind that line <laughs> and shoot that jumper. <laughs> and then play defense to prevent other people from shooting that jumper. Done. Yeah, it was pretty tough. But uh,
3: thanks for the thanks for the time. You know, hopefully Serge gets to survive the austerity measures needed oh to forever.
1: Yeah, I, that, <laughs> that's probably the least likely one, unfortunately.
3: I think... Oh man! Yeah, sorry for the depressing call. All right, okay.
1: it's all right, man. It's it's you January. Bring a necessary wow, lev- he, he hung levity. up on us. He did. Yeah, damn. Harsh. Yeah.
2: Destroyed the buzz and then just.
1: I hey, think Demar's been on a hot streak of late. Twenty-nine points against oh, Detroit, a, a thirteen of sixteen <laughs> shooting, very efficient. Obviously, no threes. Eleven of eighteen against the Warriors and a win, twenty-four points, pretty good. And then yesterday against OKC, thirty points on thirteen of twenty-five shooting. Okay, that's not the greatest.
2: But that's not bad. That's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, like, look, at this point, what more do you want? This is depressing. But what do you want from DeMar?
1: DeMar's shooting 52% from the field. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's probably the most efficient he's ever been. He's just on
2: today. a kind of shineless team. That's yeah. all. Like, and he can't help it. That's the Spurs. Yeah. He's, he's doing okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bruno for DeMar trade.
2: Oh, my God. All right. Are these real? Can't people vote these down?
1: And I don't know. Uh, YouTube is r- <laughs> real old YouTube's school. YouTube's for everyone. Your YouTube is yeah. for everyone, as, as we're seeing here. Uh, I
2: fell off my chair. I was so shocked by that question. Another one.
1: DeMar, <laughs> please leave San Antonio because they will make you look bad. He wasn't a bad shooter at the last year on the Raptors.
2: Well, we yeah. just proved he wasn't a, he's not a bad shooter now on San Antonio. Sorry.
1: You know when I was convinced that DeMar was a bad shooter? Hmm. Um, a couple of years ago when he was on the Raptors, he put up this like Instagram post of like him shooting oh. at 4 a.m. in like Vegas. <laughs> yeah, and I he's like, man, I'm working so hard. I didn't like and that. And then the mach- it, like, he had a picture of like the, the machine where you can shoot the ball and it rebounds for you and it spits the ball out. But it also had uh, like well, the number of shots he shot, which was like 700. It's like, wow, this guy's 4 a.m. in the morning <laughs> in Vegas shooting 700 shots. And it said 64%. And I was like, come on. He might
2: have not slept yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, he might you're have right. Been maybe it was just you know? up too late.
2: But. I don't know if that was like a Jimmy Butler thing. Like I'm at the the gym at 2 a.m. Yeah,
1: yeah. Prepared.
2: That might have been like, I don't, I don't want to go to bed yet.
1: I'm just, I'm just saying. Like I, I couldn't come home to my parents and, and be like, <laughs> yeah. hey. I just I stayed up all night to do this homework, and I got sixty four percent. Like I would try to burn that.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you, you know, wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't really post the proof out there. No,
1: so that's why I was like, if you're gonna post this, then the, the three point shooting is probably not gonna come for him. So, uh, but I, I love Demar, man. Yeah, it's I love like, Demar. I, too. I hate making fun of Demar. It's just like it's just
2: I don't we're not making we're just no. saying things that he literally did.
1: Yes, that yeah. was what he did. Uh, Avery says, "I think this team is better than when we had Demar. He wouldn't really fit in the system now. I agree. It's kind of an issue.
2: Oh, what the system that he wouldn't fit in? Which no, part that's is that's the, issue? the whole
1: that's the whole Demar. Oh, issue. <laughs> the <laughs> Raptors play a three and D system. Everyone plays defense and shoots threes. Yeah, and that's specifically what Demar doesn't do. Anymore. I
2: wish happiness for Same. Demar too. Ellen. Same. Yeah."
1: It's just, it's unfortunate what's happening, but mm-hmm. he can extend his career. It doesn't have to end like this. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's, people it's are not. saying he's it's, like, he's, he it's sucks. Not.
2: Sorry, that was like a real doomsday to call. Yeah. Keep calm and carry on Margaret Thatcher style, as you put it.
1: And he said austerity. And I know. I associate her with it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, DeMar's averaging 21 points per game and he's shooting 50%, from, or 52%. That's pretty good. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh people please call in call Why into the show call us uh you know it's the new year i want to wish people happy new year yeah yeah we're trying where's kate kate usually calls in with like a banger call like five minutes of i want to hear about uh,
2: what everybody did for new year's
1: yeah call in and call tell
2: in and us. us you don't even have, we don't we don't want to talk about demar Derozan anymore
1: yeah <laughs> um so yeah call us the two <laughs> numbers are listed below um another youtube comment from Moise Khan, should Raptors staff make Siakam gain 10 pounds of muscle over the offseason? I don't know how you make someone do that. It's a little weird. <laughs> that's, like, like, that's they like, tie him down and make him No, that's eat. a
2: Miami Heat. That's like a um, Miami Heat. Yeah. Take pictures of uh, them <clears throat> topless when they arrive to the team. Right, right, right. That's actually kind of weird. Into, it's super yeah, weird. Yeah, that's super Shame weird. Shame them into uh, getting a better body and slowly losing their minds.
1: They, they, they. Honestly, the Heat training staff treats them like some bars treat their... Yeah. Servers. And
2: I think they get away with it because they're in Miami a little bit. Mm. They're just like, you want to yeah. look good? You live here.
1: You want to go to the beach?
2: Yeah. You want to go to the beach with that body? That's, that's why everyone's. Perfectly like, fine body. Probably much better than most bodies. Probably. Not good enough for the Miami Heat.
1: Yeah. And now they're going to. Tra- they, and that's why everyone was like trying to trade Kyle to, to Miami. First off.
2: That's so sad. Don't
1: want to see that happen. I want to see Kyle Larry stay on the Raptors. Yeah. But second of all, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Kyle want- Larry with that rule in Miami, it's just not the same.
2: I mean, he looked. look. He looks fine now. Let's not get yeah, into the, the body shaming.
1: He actually, yeah, it was one of those things where on TV you're like, oh, he looks kind of thick, and then you see him in person, and it's like, no, he's, you know, he a world class athlete, he fit. Yeah, it's, I, he wears like a pack on his back yeah, he's that makes extreme, it look more bulky.
2: Extremely fit.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so
2: no, I don't think you should force anyone to alter their bodies.
1: But I mean, <laughs> I do think if Pascal did gain a little bit of weight, he could. Maybe be a little stronger in the post.
2: He's pretty strong.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's a strong I wouldn't go, go and, up and, against him. Know,
1: as we've already said, the next, the future NBA is just going to be, everyone's going to be DeJuan Hernandez. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I, you know,
2: Lean, a lot of sinew.
1: Yeah, definitely. The
2: sinew game.
1: Yeah. It's coming up. Uh, line one, we're going to take a call from our favorite guy, Uzair, in Hamilton. Hey, Will. Yo. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, man? Happy New Year. Uh,
5: happy New Year to you guys, too. How you guys doing
2: today? Pretty good. good. good.
1: Are you on the drive again?
2: Uh, you sound like you're uh, driving. Yeah. I hope you're yeah, being yeah,
1: safe. Yeah, my, this man's always yeah, driving yeah. at this hour.
2: <laughs> I told you, I
5: finished work and I'm just heading heading back, right?
1: All right. Be safe All on right, the QB. So cutie. my
5: question... Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, for real. Okay, so my question was... Uh, so what's more impressive, Raptors having... Uh, like, maintaining a winning record over the last seven, eight years? Or seven years, actually? Or their farm system... Consistently bringing out Players uh, That you know Show up And produce At the NBA level Mm.
2: Well I think the answer Is the same I think one feeds Into the other right Like in an ideal system That's what you want I Mm -hmm. mean the Raptors Were one of the first teams To actually like Use the D-League in that way and yeah. like very yeah. very effectively uh so much so that like every other team who just kind of had like a D league team like wasting away started to actively like invest in yeah. in them uh started to like train up players um get them going on two ways so mm-hmm. i think like one when you're when you're doing it properly like the raptors have like to your point one's going to feed into the other and yeah. it, that's exactly yeah. what's happened with toronto and like i think you can equate like a lot of the winning record to that mm-hmm. <coughs> Totally.
4: So like
2: yeah. Remember so, when they were sending so.
1: Bruno to uh Fort Wayne?
2: The matic. Like like yeah.
1: they send this baby to like oh. a boarding school.
2: Yeah, they that was the And too. he was crying
1: every night and yes. he was like, Yo, come on, I wanna be a real basketball player. <laughs> and then they were like, Okay fine, we'll build a whole team in Mississauga mm, for Bruno.
2: Just for the baby Bruno. <laughs> but it
1: worked out, you it know. Did. But even Bruno's in the NBA now.
2: Yeah, even Bruno. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah. yeah, like look at obviously like the big the big like stars of that like what I think you could sell anyone on the D League. I just refuse to call it the G League, but the D you don't League, want to call it the, Gatorade the Gatorade League. No, I don't.
4: <laughs> Gatorade <laughs> League sounds terrible. It
2: does. So the D League you could really like sell that whole thing based on the success of Pascal Siakam, based on the se- success of like Fred Van VanVleet. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a very astute observation.
1: They should normalize it in a way because like no one in Europe makes fun of. Like, Lionel Messi, because he had to go to the Barcelona training school. Or, like, yeah. no, nobody in baseball makes fun of Mike Trout for having to play in the minors. It's, like, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think it's, like, it's just going to take time and teams, like, normalizing that, right? That's and teams l- yeah. yeah. like, not normalized. looking at it as, like, a, a step down, you know? I read a stat somewhere or punishment. Recent,
1: it was, like, o- over a third of the NBA has now spent some time in the D-League mm-hmm. in the current wow. NBA. Which is, like, amazing.
2: And it's like yeah. a, vi- it is a viable path for a lot of guys who like aren't going to get drafted. Yeah. Who want to take a more like it was, I guess, a more non-traditional route, but yeah. m- now might just become another, maybe even more viable way than the draft to like get into yeah. the. League. I remember I, was reading, I remember
5: I was reading a quote yes. I think I think Nick Nurse said it that like the twenty fifth and the ninety fifth person in the draft, there's no like basically there's no difference whatsoever in a sense now. Mm-hmm. Pretty so, much, yeah. Like, yeah. So do you think that like, this is going to increase the competition? Because I know. I was also reading another report saying that the the competition, like like the statistics and audience, has gone down a bit mm. because you know the Warriors having you know such a dominant team and etc and stuff. But do you think that's gonna the increase? There'll be increased competition because of the D League mobilizing to you know international and and teams using the D League as like an international <laughs> hub of like you know gather players from an international, put them in the D League, you know train up. Um, Teach them the NBA life and then they can excel at the NBA. Do you think that will increase the competition in the future or, you know, it will be the same as of right now? I
1: think, honestly, the worst player in the NBA now is a lot better than the worst player in the NBA 10 years ago. Even like the worst player in the Raptors now, like Stanley would have, Stanley's not worse than Joey Graham <laughs> and Joey Graham started like five seasons with the Raptors
4: <laughs> or yeah. something like
1: that and we picked him in yeah, the lottery yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah, I think it's good it, it raises the competitive level of the product and any any way to make like allow more people to join um, the NBA world mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like the yeah. dream for so many of these players
2: absolutely um, yeah
1: so if they can even get to the g Lu level it's pretty good and even like Chris Boucher it's a recent graduate
2: yeah, look at we that! Should, yeah, yeah.
1: Never, never got drafted. Played in the G League with the Warriors. Played with the G League in the in, in, with the Raptors, and now he's like you know a fan favorite. Yeah, well, whole nickname. Same
5: with Oshie, like, like the other day, Oshie. Yeah, Oshie. Yeah.
1: Like, Perfect you know, example.
5: Just coming off the bench and then you know giving that much of an impact, but you yeah. know, that's good.
1: It is good. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have a safe drive. All right. All, All right. right. Take care, guys. All right. Peace. I was always so worried about people driving. Yeah, and I calling. Know. I mean, but I would
2: hope he's got it on hands-free.
1: He's yeah, sounds like he did. Yeah,
2: yeah. He sounded competent.
1: Uh, we have uh, Ekans from uh, in Toronto wanting to talk about Nick Nurse. Ekans, are, are you? Is this a Pokemon call? <laughs> what is going on?
6: Hi. Well, actually, my name's Ekonch, but he but I got it wrong. Oh. oh,
1: sorry. I'm sorry. This it, it literally spelled. Will's have bad. you played Pokemon? No. Okay, well, Well. okay, one of the persons, one of the Pokemons is called Ekans is a snake, because Ekans is snakes fall backwards. That's okay, we'll just get to yeah, your question. I'm sorry for butchering your name, man, I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so my question is, okay, this question has nothing to do with the terrible shooting night yesterday.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah.
6: But we started the season so well, mm-hmm. but even at the time, I was worried because we're playing so many minutes, I mean, Lowry's leading the league and he's 34. Sure. And he's playing yeah. around like 38 minutes, Vansley playing 38, Pascal 38, and mm-hmm. I mean... These are not superstars like Kawhi like last year were, and they're not ready for this load. So we started so hot, and then we've obviously cooled off since then. And we have all these injuries now, and we're still playing. I mean, even last night, Larry played 40 minutes, and I 38. So mm-hmm. I'm just wondering why our Raptors fans and Raptors media not talking about... I think Nick Nurse has done a great job with all the extra no's, but I think the whole minutes thing is a huge fatal flaw that no one's talking about.
2: Well, I mean, I will say, like, yeah, I don't necessarily... First, I will say, if the the players themselves are feeling like they're up for those minutes, that's mm-hmm. fine. Like let them. Like Lowry g- went out last night, extremely hurt, and or he looked like he was extremely hurt, and then he came like back. And Literally the timeout,
1: he just tied his shoes yeah. and came back.
2: So. But and then to your point, I will say there is a little bit of a problem uh, for necessity because it's not like right now we've got other guys to like rotate in and take some of these minutes, right? Mm. Like it's it's looking. I think I think the minutes now are a little bit out of necessity. I think at the beginning of the year, guys were super hot. Like Pascal was playing phenomenally, yep. and like that's a guy who like he just got that contract. Like that's a guy that you want to give as many minutes as you can to because like you're trying to build him up, right? Like yeah. he's got to get used to that kind of playing load Mm -hmm. uh if he's what you're building the team around so i don't know like i I guess i kind of i do see your point but i'm not as worried about it and i don't think it's like a hidden thing that we're not talking about uh like we're not we're not asking questions of because i don't think there's another option right
1: now uh yeah also i mean like i don't know man would you rather lose games like that's it's mean, it, kind of what it was, right? Like the I, choice. W- uh, yeah. At least the start of the season was that until the guys developed and got up to speed and playing Raptors basketball because the, well, the way the Raptors play is more unique than other teams. Totally. I think there was an adjustment period. They had to ride the existing players for a long time, and mm-hmm. now you see Nick ex- exceedingly start to trust some of the guys who, mm-hmm. um, you know, have, have joined the team since. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, should they cut down the minutes? Sure, but like. It's really. It's not even like I don't even feel like Nick's overplaying guys so much as just like the Raptors don't compete with some of those guys. Like like yesterday, for example, you take Kyle out of the floor. Like who are you going to put on the floor? Terrence Davis hit one shot all night. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no other playmakers really. Fred is not really a great playmaker. Uh, Pascal's out. Marks out. Like it's just it's just difficult. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't put the injuries on Nick Nurse, especially. I mean I, I know people like to link that, but like you look at how these guys got injured. Literally, Marcus Gasol was just running, <laughs> and he hurt himself. Yeah. I don't know what you're gonna do, man. Yeah, you 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 can run 40 minutes or you can run 20 minutes. You just r- running and you pull your yeah, leg. Yeah, I,
2: I was gonna say that is, too. Is actually, like the nature of a lot of like, unfortunately, extremely awful injuries yeah. in the NBA are kind of like they're anomalies like it's like a guy lands weird it's not like
1: you you play 35 minutes and all of a sudden everyone is safe yeah
2: (laughs) i don't think it's the kind of thing i actually think conversely like a lot of wear and usage of those muscles is going to actually contribute to better muscle memory memory and like learning how to fall properly and Mm -hmm. things just like that we don't talk about because we don't know we're not professional athletes but i will say that like that's probably better than a guy coming a guy coming in super cold right who like doesn't no, his body and the usage of that way, this that makes sense, isn't really going to, could probably hurt himself a lot easier. Yeah. That was very sensual of an answer. But, well,
4: you
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. We also, like, I don't know what the other options are, man. Yeah. I, there aren't any.
6: I mean, though, it's a contending team, though, because then why are we trying to win so many games so early? Yeah. If we know this is not a contending team, we should be spending some of that, at least at some part of the season should be focused on developing the young guys. I think we I
1: think they've developed young guys pretty well. Yeah, this and I, too, I have man. to
2: say, like, I think they are a contending team. Yeah. Yeah.
6: I mean, you think they're going to contend for a championship this year?
1: No, they're not no, built they're, to contend for a championship this year. But, but like, they're going to
2: get in the playoffs. Like, we'll have a so, post-season. like, yo, you're, you're telling me
1: 28 teams in the NBA should just fold right now? Like, what the hell is that? Not
2: fold, but take a more like
6: 82 game approach instead of going all out in the first you know quarter of the season.
1: Okay, well, I mean, and now you have all these. Okay, well, first off, like I, th- I think they're they're defending champions. I think they want to have play with some pride and play hard and establish a culture. Yeah. I think it, it, honestly, you put a player in a culture that it's a lot more important than developing their skill set by playing them. Like, look at Cleveland. Like they pl- they played their point guards like forty minutes a night. They have three assists. They go home. They lose by twenty. They're like, oh, I got twenty points. Like that. That's not development.
4: Yeah. Like, I, like- I'd
1: rather how they develop Chris Boucher, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you put him in a winning environment. You establish that this team wants to win. They're competitive. And honestly, like, you know, they've, they have developed their guys. It's like, what was – are they holding back Terrence Davis? Are they holding back Chris Boucher? Like, th- there aren't even that many prospects. And then you look at some of the guys. Like, the bigger development picture is what step was Pascal going to take? Mm-hmm. Pascal was taking a big step. Mm-hmm. What step was Mar- uh, Fred going to take? He's done that. Norm even has done that. So I don't really understand, man. Yeah, and like, what like do you want?
2: the split the split of players too. Like you've got young guys who are extremely hungry, and then to your point, like you've got defending champions, like you know, guys that are probably in their last few years. Like Larry's not the kind of player that's gonna be comfortable or cool with not playing yeah. very hard for like his last few seasons.
1: Especially when he's still playing at a really high level. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, man, thanks, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. I don't like Sam Hinky types. I just don't. It's just like, what the hell is the point, man? I You're just, not even playing yeah. basketball at that point. You're I just... think,
2: like, I mean, so much of it is a, like what we don't talk about is that so much of it is a crapshoot, right? Like, mm-hmm. an injury can like totally sideline like any like championship team season, you know? Like as it has for the Raptors. Like, go, I could get hurt tomorrow for the Clippers. Like, yeah. with even with load management in effect, like, there's a lot of ways you can manage injury, but then there are ways that you just don't, and then mm. like it's not worth forfeiting like a competitive season that you could have on the chance that someone might get hurt. Like I don't, re- I don't really, yeah. I don't really, I couldn't vibe that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've really enjoyed, I uh, probably the thing I've enjoyed the most about this year is how hard they play yeah. and how much they compete every game. Like yeah. it's a real, like, again, we're, the, we're spending 82 nights plus playoffs, honestly, plus preseason sometimes and plus summer league. So like a hundred plus nights, Watching this team, and what we're hoping to watch is not them lose games. Yeah. Because they're trying to develop Pat McCaw or something. You know what I mean? I mean, I think Nick Nurse might be developing Pat McCaw, (laughs) though. I I think that might be. (laughs) No, I just mean, like, you know, like the fact that they're competitive is is amazing. They never get blown out. They've only been blown out twice in all year. It's been half the season.
2: Yeah. And we got, like, a really weird, fun team. Like, this is, like, also an anomaly year in that, like, Mm -hmm. No, we didn't hope for injuries. We didn't want some of our best players to get hurt. But, like, look at what we have now. We have, like, a weird Frankenstein's monster of a team cobbled together Mm -hmm. that's still, like, winning against, you know, a lot of odds against some.
1: Right. Uh, We are going to get some more calls in a second. But uh, (laughs) we got really excited because we saw something on the board. But uh, something happened. It's gone. Um, In the meantime, we have Jacob on line one. Okay. Yeah. Jacob on line one.
2: What's up? Hey, what's
1: up, guys? How are you <laughs> doing?
2: Good, Good, how are you? Happy New Year.
1: You too. Oh,
7: yeah. It's been a crazy New Year so far on the news and everything. <laughs> yeah,
3: it really has it's been. It's true.
7: Yeah, so um, I'm just calling in for you guys. Uh, I'm from Connecticut, by the way, American Raptors fan. Oh, uh, right on.
1: Kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> As I was I saw CT um, on here like and I home. wasn't 100% sure.
2: We didn't know. Yeah.
1: It's okay.
7: Yeah.
2: Sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a
7: rough journey. Yeah, um but yeah, I just want to like have the question like. So I'm like on backbone ructions and I'm checking like OG stats and his third year and like mm-hmm. comparing to like you know Kawhi's third year stats and like you no, know man. it's too much of a hope. <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, <laughs> I just want to see where you guys like think that OG's like ceiling would be because like he's like one of my favorite players in the league because mm-hmm. like his personality and everything. So yeah. like. I'm
1: well, wait, we're, we're, we're
2: probably going to give you two. Like, I'm going to give you a real no holds barred emotional ceiling. Okay, go ahead. And then Will can give you maybe a more like s- analytics based one. All right,
4: yeah, definitely. facts
2: based. Anyway, uh, I agree with you. Like, O.G. is one of my favorite players. He's like one of the guys that I was like the most upset about last year. He didn't really get the chance or the opportunity to like play uh, for the championship, which I think he would have loved and like totally deserved and the way he was playing like who knows what he could have done
4: mm-hmm.
2: um and then you saw the way Pascal exploded and so I think like you know OG would have been pretty close there with him so I don't know that I would say I would say reluctantly his ceiling right now is not clear not to say that like his ceiling don't equate that with like his ceiling is limitless mm-hmm. but I think uh I think he's got a like perspectively very high ceiling yeah. But it's going to depend on a lot of these kind of um, like harder to pin down factors that we've been talking about, like how aggressive can he play, can his confidence sustain, and I do, but I do think a lot of that is just by virtue of him not playing that much last year. You know, he's like getting into the, sw- getting into the swing of things. We saw him like start the year extremely well. Having a little bit of a slip now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. He's just, like, he's a really interesting player to watch. Like, he can't really, like, he's not super limited to, like, one position. Right. I think, like, I think that's pretty cool. You know? He's, like, a very versatile type player.
1: Yeah. Defensively Here versatile. Here comes Will. well. Uh, look, I just think OG, <laughs> if he develops the handle, then you can unlock so <laughs> many things about his game. Right now his game is kind of disjointed. Mm-hmm. He has a little islands. And if you, you, oh. you kind of need to build bridge between all of that so that he can be like more effective in more situations because uh, you shouldn't... He's a little bit too talented right now to disappear as much as he has. Yeah. Maybe that's why Nick kind of benched him. I don't know. I don't think Nick's is playing be- in mind games either, but I think it's probably in the back of your mind. You watch him and you're like, he could be better than what he is right now. He could um, be,
2: but that's that's a, a good point is yeah. that his, we think he has a high ceiling. He does have a yeah. high
1: ceiling because we physically see have seen him do some things that, you know, um, suggest that he can do more. I, I just think that, again, if he develops a handle it's going to make him a whole different player. And it's kind of the same thing that happened with Kawhi. I mean, I don't think is going to become Kawhi, no matter how similar <laughs> their third-year numbers look. But, like, one of the biggest developments in Kawhi's career is that, A, he fixed the jump shot, which OG has fixed the jump shot to an extent. Mm-hmm. His, his three-point percentage has really plummeted of late. Um, but he also developed his handle. Like, early in his career, he was the same as OG. 3 and D, get in the corner, guard Russell Westbrook or mm-hmm. whoever. And now, it's like, you know, he's handing the ball. He's so mature in the pick and roll, so confident. Gets to every spot he wants to get to. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see OG get to that level as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I love OG, man. Really likable guy. Yeah. He's, nice. he's a cool dude. Super nice, so weird.
2: <laughs> yeah. Super nice, super weird. Yeah. And I want to see that weirdness translate a little bit to his game. Sure,
1: yeah. Weird well, game. I mean, he does have that. He he does a reverse Yeah. Layup or dunk every single time he has a chance to. Yeah. He's like on a fast break and he'll go reverse. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but, yeah. Well. All right. Thank you so much, guys. I go back to work. Keep
2: the OG dream yep. alive.
1: All right. Yeah. Enjoy Connecticut. Um, Happy day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. Connecticut. We
2: got to learn our state uh, short form. I thought it was Connecticut, CT. but I also
1: didn't want to.
2: Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. i didn't i to be honest, I didn't know you were getting international calls on the show
1: Oh, no, we get, uh, this we is get phenomenal. international calls. where's the People are from, spending
2: the big bucks to call through
1: from, uh, yeah, we gotta like pay for a, a calling card and just put that number up there yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are those are not fun days. All right we'll take some more um YouTube comments uh also the lines are still open. we're still on for another about ten minutes.
2: What happened to our mystery caller
1: uh, come call back know. if
2: you're listening, mystery caller
1: yeah. who does who talks with us uh jonathan campbell says they play hard i live in the uk hell yeah and i up until 3 a.m to watch them even when they go one of 50 from three (laughs) man imagine he stayed up at 3 a.m last night and watched that
4: he probably did
1: he probably did you know a real one uh yeah nick and kyle have earned the uh the right to play the game they want to play
2: i was like yeah yeah, i totally agree yeah we did agree we agree with you
1: trust me man you don't want to see you no don't want to see games where people don't your, care no you no. don't want to see that
2: you don't then I mean look at the cats Ooh. yeah
1: look at the cat or even honestly if you watched the Raptors as recently as like 8 years ago true shit was miserable yeah <laughs> it was a miserable watch try and
2: push that out of your memory a little bit but yeah <laughs>
1: Another one. In your opinion, which metric is the best at capturing how good a team is? Net rating, point differential, stretch of victory, percentage, others. Um, Uh,
2: My heart is the best metric. All right. Typically. Sure. Yeah. Wow. So far, uh, there's no stat for it. So Mm. if there's a math genius out there listening, could you make one? Thanks. What's yours?
1: I'm trying to think about it. I I don't really (laughs) know. No one's ever asked me about this. Uh, I don't really like net rating that much because mm-hmm. it kind of overrates regular season teams in a little in a way. Yeah, like if you blow out a team and your net rating's inflated because of that, I don't think that makes you a better team than someone else. Right. Um,
2: I do think then, Yeah, they kind of like like even you could look at like you know overall offensive rating. Like,
4: um, sure. I don't.
2: But even know. That's you could. Also but that's what I mean. It's like yeah, it's going to yeah. fluctuate so much within a season. Yeah. Like, look at the math. Yeah. Like best right now but is that gonna continue no
1: No. i mean there's one thing uh cleaning the glass has one which is a proprietary metric which you have to pay a subscription to to access it i think Uh, but there's one on there where they filtered out all garbage time i like that net rating a lot better yeah because like you know sometimes you blow teams out in garbage time and it's like all right cool you have a really deep team yeah it doesn't really say you're necessarily better um honestly i kind of i really do like the above 500 uh record which, you know, has cut against the Raptors of late. And, you know, you, you obviously doesn't have all the contacts. But mm-hmm. I do like seeing that because something that does stand out. Like if you look at the East, for example, everyone's pretty much 500 or under 500. Yeah. Except for Philly. They're 6-4. and four. I'm like, mm, yeah, they'll probably come out. You know?
2: Stats, man.
1: Yeah. Stats, man.
2: Stats, man.
1: Uh, on line two, We have Sarah from Montreal. Hello? Sarah?
2: Hi. Yeah, hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Oh, happy New Year to you, too.
1: So what's what's up?
2: What's up? Oh yeah. Well, my question
6: was basically this: um, If the Raptors don't make it out in the East, uh, which team do you are going to support for? Oh. Either for strategic reasons, for example, I'm sure you don't want the walking to succeed. because Or the chances for Yankees to, to come here. But <laughs> uh, so, what is your team?
1: I I want Indiana to do some things. Yeah. I feel bad for Indiana. They've had a lot of playoff failure mm-hmm. they had to run up against LeBron mm-hmm. and I, I know how that feels they were more competitive <laughs> against LeBron than the Raptors were but they had some pretty good teams at that, those times and they didn't really compete and this year I mean like they're one of the best stars in the NBA like they, they lose Oladipo but yeah. they signed Brogdon he's been really good They've, Sabonis has taken a leap and I just like I like the organization they do things the right way they play the right way they're a little bit cheap they don't <laughs> want to pay the tax but hey if you're in Indiana I don't know if you want to spend that much money that's true
4: um,
2: uh, so
1: I want to see them succeed. What I about picked you?
2: like uh, weird teams. Like I'm a big, uh, I guess I'm weirdly a Nets fan um, because oh, that's weird. a Nets fan. Yeah, because I li- I love very intensely some pretty specific weird players on that team. Jared Mostly Allen? Jared Allen. Okay, uh, I do like DeAndre. I feel like he's like yeah. having a decent year. I mean, say what you will about Kyrie and Durant, who are not really even a factor. Uh, but I just like the Nets' weird Kyrie's energy. Kyrie's taking a sabbatical. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The Nets' weird energy, I think, would be actually just, like, fun, like, super fun and exciting mm-hmm. to watch throughout a playoff series. So yeah. probably for that. And were fun uh, in last year's playoffs. Yeah, I like them against they're, Philly. They're they put up a good fun. fight. Yeah, they're very weird and explosive mm-hmm. uh, and fun to watch. And, I mean, I know this is, like, we just saw this happen. But I really – I like the heat, and I think the heat. Yeah, they're um good. I like I like Jimmy Butler quite a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, like, I don't know, I want him, I want him to have like a successful or a uh, post season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those would be mine because like, you know, as much as like, I think the Sixers are fun to watch when they're not playing the Raptors, the Sixers you are can't really root, can't really root for them. No. And uh, yeah, like you said, can't, can't root for the box. So,
1: and you can't root for the Celtics cause they're the I would Celtics. never, so. never <laughs> do that. So yeah. Not a lot of choices.
2: There's a, I mean, there's a lot, but not a lot. out. there's <laughs> A lot of wholesome teams in the
1: East this year, also. So yeah. it,
2: it makes it
6: easier to root for them, even if it's a direct competition. But totally.
1: If the Celtics weren't the Celtics, I would like that team a lot. <laughs> but it, the but Celtics, are. exactly. So. Yeah,
6: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But it's very hard. Sometimes there's always a little detail that puts it off. for me with the Pacers. It's just the fact that the GM shook the hand of the rich guy sitting court-type George, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: It's oh, the yeah.
2: Took them out of my mind
1: yeah fair enough alright Sarah thank you that's a good in.
2: question well, thank, thank you, you.
1: alright and then uh, our last call before we end the show was Stanley's suggestions which I did ask Katie to prepare some uh, 35 minutes before the show started yes
2: but we have our mystery caller a mystery caller on line one
1: <laughs> who's this oh hello. hello oh my god
2: oh my god the energy
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> the Big V energy.
2: What is up? Happy New How Year. How are you doing, guys?
7: Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, man. How was uh, the New Year celebration? How did you enjoy watching rap speed up on the Cavs?
1: <laughs> From home, you know, because uh, I wasn't trying <laughs> <laughs> try to go in the arena that night.
2: <laughs> it was quite comfortable to watch.
1: Yeah, you were up in a cottage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <man>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Katie's well, having a good time. Mm mm-hmm wow this feels like hoop talks
2: this is great i
1: feel like we should be plugging something i know we're not <laughs> okay. use the promo code <laughs> I, hoops i don't know v what's good man i was how have how, how you been good man just uh working away yeah. trying to get
7: some stuff up for raptor's republic trying to get hey. some stuff up There's for uh complex here's yeah. the
2: plugs yeah
7: keep it moving yeah <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I actually have a question for you guys. Okay. Okay. Because um, I've been thinking about, you know, the trade deadline is a month away, mm-hmm. and coming into the season, the big question was, you know, how good can this Raptors team be? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, for Masai, I felt coming into the deadline that would have been one of his big things in terms of, do I make a move? Do I not make a move? And we're at this point now where you still don't really know how good this team can be because of all the injuries, right? 17-0 against teams under 500, 6-12 against the teams over 500, but then, you know, 11 of those games have been either without Kyle and Serge or without Pascal, Mark, and and Norm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out where you guys think that leaves Masai in terms of his headspace. Is it like do I need to make something? Have I seen enough of the offense where it's like, okay, we really need some scoring, or do you think he's like, hey, you know what? We're already really good. I think if we're healthy, we can be great, and so I'm just going to ride it out.
1: This is a great question. It is. You should write about this. <laughs> yeah, yes, Coming soon for Raptors Republic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We're looking forward maybe to it. Maybe he already is. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually. Are just you record.
2: trying to get, like, are you on us on record? Are you going to put this in the piece?
7: Uh, yeah, of course.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm kind of inclined to say like uh, Masai could look at the team and be like, "We're pretty good now. Like mm-hmm. we're obviously having some shooting problems and like shortfalls."
1: But before this last game, they were fourth in the NBA in three point percentage. Yeah, too. and yeah. on a high volume, so.
2: It's so I could see him just looking at the team and being like, "I'll wait till we get healthy. Like I'm not going to mess with you know what we've got. It's just been like surprising and and pretty good."
1: It is super weird, but I also think that, I mean, if you just look at it, this this team is. Like, they lost their central superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Pascal is ready to be the number one guy in a playoff setting at this level or at this moment. Um, we'll see how he looks when he comes back. Maybe he's, I don't know, taken another six steps in his growth, and maybe it changes. But I, I think it is a little bit difficult to ask him in his first go-around in the playoffs um, to go that deep. Mm-hmm. But it also, like just if you take a step back even before that, it's just like, what were the ambitions of this team coming into the year? Was it to defend the title? Was it to actually seriously contend? Because if you're going to seriously contend, like, this team is short.
4: Yeah.
1: I don't think there's any other way around it. Like, they, they lost Kawhi Leonard. They lost Kawhi. So yeah. So, unless you can get another Kawhi guy at, at, at the um, all-star break or something like that, like, I just, I think you just kind of roll, you know, sit tight and roll with it. Yeah. There's not like any obvious one area no, that, to, to judge. Yeah. Maybe you get you get a little bit better on small forward, but
2: that's a thing. Like that's right where on. I think it's maybe a little bit more dangerous to start tweaking something that doesn't need to be tweaked because you could do more harm than good in that sense, right? Like,
1: yeah, and, and Masai also famously hates making these in season trades. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yep. like
2: who like who is that? like attractive to get
1: that's what i'm saying it's like it's not like we get drummond and we're gonna go that far you know (laughs) it's like they would need to get a superstar yeah uh, yeah. ideally at power forward with 16 letter last name you know like
7: (laughs) yeah the one thing i was reading in kevin pelton's piece for espn he was saying that oh uh toronto could potentially possibly flip Serge Ibaka for galinari and you know whatever whatever
4: mm-hmm.
7: else needs to be done to work that out, but I feel like I don't think you would want to go into the playoffs with Chris Boucher as your backup big.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, you know I do really enjoy maybe more than the trades themselves, which I find extremely stressful, or like the hypothetical ideas of like trades like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I
2: mean? Someone writing a very serious piece about like what about Gallinari? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't hate that idea. I kind of, yeah. I I do see the merit in it. I think, mm-hmm. if you, honestly, if you needed to in a pinch, you could kind of play Pascal Center, right? And I probably feel a little bit more comfortable with that than Boucher at center. And yeah. then if you look at the rest of the teams in the East, Indiana, I'm fine. I mean, like obviously Sabonis would 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 hurt him, but like if it's Miles Turner versus Chris Boucher, I'm kind of okay with that defensively. Yeah. Boston, mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with any of the matchups, and then Sixers like you're basically only playing Marcus against Joel Embiid.
2: Essentially, yeah,
1: yeah, um, right. So, yeah. and then Miami, of course, you probably put uh, again you put Marcus on on Batman Abayo. and then whoever the Heat are bring off the bench, you can kind of trust Boucher out there. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind that trade. It does help the Raptors at least in terms of that scoring boost. I mean, Gallo is just pretty nice you can you can create a shot I I feel like you've
2: talked yourself now into the trade yeah
1: you know I like that trade (laughs) scratch what I said before maybe do that
7: (laughs) (laughs) there you go there we go
2: there we go
1: all right guys thanks for taking my call thanks buddy we miss you buddy yeah miss you too all right talk to you soon happy year b happy year wow what a great surprise
2: that was a great surprise left right to the end
1: yeah any uh yeah Seriously, Big V. What a dude. One of our best. Um, <laughs> before we end the show, we have to do Stanley Suggestions. Right, Stanley so Suggestions. So we prepared multiple things.
2: <laughs> we did. The show
1: flies by. We You're did. Like, It did. You're like, I, well, I'll think about it during the I show. I saw and like, some m-
2: questions come and go. I'm like, I guess we're going to get through them all. We're not. No. That's what happens. we That's got it. volume, volume, volume.
1: Um, Stanley Suggestions. Stanley Suggestions. So uh, for people who don't know what this is. Um, Stanley has. Is this
2: an ongoing? Will this be an ongoing segment?
1: Until Stanley like becomes like a perm, like a rotation level guy. Okay. Then we'll change it. Okay. My proposal was we go with DeWan's destinations.
2: I mean, that uh, it could turn into that.
1: It could. It could. And I'm Stanley. I'm hoping so. But right now, Stanley does have some free time. He's playing a little bit now, but he's still. He's got a he fair chunk of free time. He has yeah. some free time. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, so
2: the segment you didn't explain it. It's what he can do in Toronto. In Toronto, this winter which I think makes it a little trickier. Right. Because when we were talking about this, we were both like, what do we do in the winter in Toronto? We
1: had gr- we had multiple grocery stores. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that we discussed. So. It could be anything though.
2: The first suggestion, if he wants to experience Canadian winter activities, mm-hmm. which he probably has never before.
1: Uh, probably not. He's from California. Although there is some skiing in California if you go to the mountains. True. Yeah.
2: Uh, why not go down to an outdoor rink, such as the Bentway Harbor Front?
1: Yes, Harborfront, Front, aside in the nights, has like uh, live DJs, Live DJs, and it's it's really a vibe. Yeah, yeah,
2: uh, that can be fun for like a half hour, or if you really like it, you can stay all night.
1: Yeah, there's, there you go.
2: There's drinks there, hot, cold, alcoholic, non.
1: Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Just fits your skate fancy, in Stanley.
2: a circle to some tunes. Yeah. Don't get hurt more. Mm. Uh, I think you could enjoy that. And then another suggestion, which we thought would get him a little bit closer to some uh, like cultural identity, like cultural touchstones in the city, is going to big and wonderful, diverse grocery stores. Yeah. Such as.
1: What was the one you found? Adonis. Adonis. On
2: the Golden Mile in Scarborough. Yeah. the P- Just go, if you even, just for Stanley, but anyone listening, just go for the PETA conveyor belt alone.
1: It just does look really cool.
2: Stare at that for as long as you want. They won't kick you out. People do it. Uh, we got- no,
1: no, you can't get kicked out of a grocery store. I feel like you have to do you a could. lot to get I mean, kicked out of could. a grocery store.
2: It's happened for sure.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, What, we, what else do we got? PAT?
1: Uh, I was going to suggest- yeah, P.A.T.'s good. P.A.T. Uh, yeah, that one, it's a little small, but they actually have those really nice, like, uh, like desserts in the front where the they, they, fish, they make it into the a fish. The red bean fish. Yeah. yeah, the red bean fish. It's real hot. Don't bite into it immediately. Yeah, wait, 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 like, Stanley. 10 minutes. Like,
2: like, st- you're going to think it's ready and it's not ready. It's not. No. Uh, Take a little nibble of the tail.
1: If you're in the West End, if you're in the West End, Nations. In the stockyards, Mm -hmm. gotta go to Nations. That's right.
2: Nations is phenomenal.
1: It's phenomenal. It's like a whole thing now. There's like an arcade in there. There's like a whole children's play center, like the McDonald's like uh, little play place or whatever. They Mm -hmm. have that kind of thing going on. They have a hot food counter that serves pretty much everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously they specialize in Chinese food because it's a Chinese establishment. But they have
2: takeout. What like yeah. you could spend all day there.
1: The hot and sour soup is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It comes free with your, you know, two box combo, mm-hmm. two item combo. Mm-hmm. And then the grocery shopping is, you know, fine. It's fine. Yeah, the groceries could be a little better, but you know, it is what it is. It's cheap though.
2: Yeah. What else? Mm, that's
1: the bleh. That's where I go. So. No, yeah, that, or like, Fiesta Farms, if you would like to go to Fiesta Farms. If
2: you just want to get real mad at some people that are getting real mad at nothing. Yeah. Just having to be there. Then go to Fiesta.
1: They do have really nice uh People get vegetables. real
2: like uptight at Fiesta Farms. Yeah. It
1: does seem like that kind um. of place. <laughs> it does seem like that kind of place. When you're paying $5 for like coconut milk. Yeah. Disgusting.
2: And then, what else? TNT?
1: Yeah. But I, Nation's I, I kind, was, of a,
2: kind of a step up
1: if you want to go to tnt go to a foodie mart instead or yeah
2: Oceans. kennedy commons foodie mart
1: you... yeah tnt is now owned by loblaws so yeah. we've yeah. Uh, it's been gentrified so uh-huh. no no more tnt, no more TNT. I, do, I did really enjoy tnt but it is what it is so yeah that does it for the podcast right. <laughs> uh what is going on what's this oh uh, we have one tweet coming out of the buzzer wow from vincent goodwill of yahoo sports Boston, Dallas, Toronto also have registered interest in Andre Drummond, according to sources. Huh. Drummond has relationships with Chris Tasperzingas and Kyle Lowry.
2: Those are two names Th- I don't like seeing side by side.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, you know what? The more I think about this, and now when faced with that, mm. he's a kind of a fit in Dallas. Go to uh, Dallas.
1: Yeah, he, mm, well... Go I'm a,
2: Southwest, young man. Mark
1: Cuban might not like the fact that he played AAU basketball. <laughs> 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 uh... That's, that disrupts the uh
2: But, you know, morass. like, it's great to be friends with Kyle Lowry, but you don't need to stake a whole trade on that.
1: I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, I refer to the famous Maasai clip. You're way better than Drummond.
4: Exactly.
2: If you said
1: JV is way better than Drummond, then trade a JV. I don't know, man. I mean, the rappers do need a long-term solution at, at center, but I don't really...
2: I don't see it being Drummond.
1: see it being Drummond, so... That's it for the podcast. That's it. Katie, thank you for coming on.
2: Hey, thank you for having me.
1: Where can people uh, find you and your lovely work?
2: Well, folks, uh, you can <laughs> follow me on Twitter. <laughs> okay. At whatevs. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to a fantastic free newsletter called yes. Basketball Feelings. Definitely do that. Uh, and then, you know, I just wrote. Uh, actually, I really enjoyed writing this feature on Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. Very misunderstood, great, and underrated player, I think.
1: Did you ask him about how much he loves HGTV?
2: Unfortunately, I didn't.
1: He loves HGTV. God
2: damn it. I wish I knew that. Now I like him even more. Anyway, that's on uh, Dime on Uproxx if you'd like to read it. There you go. That's uh, that's what I'm doing lately.
1: Read Katie's work. Subscribe to Katie's work. (laughs) Follow Katie on Twitter. Um... And, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Josh will not be here next week either. He's on the other side of the world.
2: Hopefully safe. He didn't send a signal.
1: I got a message, man. I'm really stressed about it. But um, we'll have another guest uh, host, -host, co-host next week. But thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to KFC for sponsoring the program. And we'll be back next week. Peace.
7: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.